Yo, welcome back to whatever the fuck. I am unscripted, unedited, and I really don't give a fuck, okay? So, I got a quaint little story time for you. A very embarrassing moment that is slowly becoming a very little tiny molecular stain upon my 23 years of life. So, we're gonna go back pre time skip to when little Libby was in fucking middle school. Roughly, yeah, roughly around late 6th grade, early 7th grade, somewhere around there. Well, no, we're just going to say middle school in general because I, my concept of time is absolute fucking garbage. Like, when I say that shit is asinine, it's asinine, alright? So, <clears throat> I'm sure some of you guys have heard of Yowie, you know, or BL, BL is boys love and shit like that. We're, yeah, I was one of those. I used to be a Fujoshi in middle school, somewhat in high school too, and I made my friend a Fujoshi as well. <laughs> when I tell you I made her a Fujoshi, I made her a Fujoshi. Like, she was obsessed. I don't know if she still is because we're not friends anymore. But at the time, this was my best friend. And I introduced her to this one manga. I really don't remember what it was. Wait. Wait. I think I just remembered. Hold on. Hold on. It was Crimson something. Crimson. Hold on. Let me look up. Crimson BL. Crimson Spell. I found the first yaoi I have ever read. It's called Crimson Spell. Bro, when I tell you this shit was phenomenal, this shit was phenomenal. This was literally my first ever BL. My first ever BL, bro. And, uh, I, I, oh my god, this was around... Wait, I don't remember when I first got into this. <laughs> oh my god. Because it first released in 05... And I think it stopped in 2018, I think. I don't know. <gasps> There's drama CDs? No, 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 no. But yes. Okay, so. <laughs> so. <clears throat> <laughs> yes, I was a Fujishi. I was really into BL at one point. And Crimson Spell was my first yaoi BL manga. And that was what I used to get my bestie into um BL <laughs> and basically what a fujoshi is fujoshi is a self-mocking term that literally just means rotten girl and it refers to female anime fans who are eh, I, mm, uh, who are really into attractive male characters and imagine them in relationships with each other. So male x male romance narratives for women. You know what I mean? Um, and for those of you that don't know what BL is, BL is a, what is it? It starts with an A. I don't, rem I don't remember, but yeah. It's the term for boy love. You know, gay, yaoi, boy eggs, boy, stuff like that. Um, and the same with GL. GL is just girl love. Um, but we'll get into that after this, actually. <laughs> so, quick little history on yaoi. Um, <laughs> before yaoi was like an actual thing, um... It was actually called Shonenai, um, S-H-O-N-E-N-A-I, Shonenai, not Shonen, but Shonenai, or Aya, or I don't know how to properly pronounce it, but I think it's Shonenai, or Shonenai, or whatever. But that demographic, the Shonenai, was uh, targeted towards females, um, a female audience, uh, and mm, also being targeted towards young males as well. But the only difference between Shonen Ai and Yaoi is the 
romance part. Shonen I isn't romance. Like, it isn't anything, you know, sexual, no kissing, none of that, or anything that you would see in, like, a general romance genre or anything like that. It's more so just showing the relationship between males. <laughs> just just showing that simple, platonic, kind of romantic undertone type shit. Like, you can tell that there's something going on, but, you know, nothing ever happens. Just literally like a bromance type thing. You know, how there will be guys that you know of. And, you know, well, this isn't for men, but, you know, for some women will see some men who are, you know, relatively close, they're friends, and, like, you can kind of see the bromance, where the bromance seems a little bit too, um, hmm, okay, like, I understand you love your homie, but do you love your homie? That's, that's the kind of vibe, you know, that, that Shonen Eye is kind of coming off, um, but, yeah, it wasn't anything, you know, crazy or anything like that. It was originally created around the 70s, 80s, and stuff like that. Um, you know, they definitely couldn't do shit back then and there. So, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, there wasn't any type of crazy uh, shit. Um <laughs> gonna go into the different terms of the yaoi universe okay so um mm, i don't i don't even know where to start okay okay so we already talked about fujoshi we're gonna talk about fudanshi it's the same as fujoshi but male oriented so you know how i mentioned the gl girls love Fudanshi will be, you know, for the men who, you know, like girl love and, you know, all that other kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we also have Nonke. Nonke is a character that was originally straight, but they're not straight anymore. Um, Bishon, you guys should know, beautiful boys, really petite type guys with slender bodies, feminine features, stuff like that. You know, the ook. U-K-E. The ook is definitely more so the one that was submissive. And then the semi, S-E-M-E, is the top or the dom or whatever. Whatever. Anyway, then we have Kiniki, Kiniku, Kiniku, um, and it's more so like the bada type guys are really muscular guys like that they're like um Bushon, Bushonen and Kinuki those two go hand in hand like you see how the really muscular guy gets with the Bishonen the really slender petite guy yeah that that type of yeah yeah <laughs> and this just goes for um just heavily muscular type guys in general um if you were to look in the bada genre and stuff like that then we also have impreg <laughs> one thing to note about impreg that shit is so heavy in yaoi it makes no sense and for those of you that don't know impreg is male pregnancy um you know uh yeah, the dudes get pregnant in some yaois. They don't have wombs or anything. They get... Yeah. <laughs> but impreg is never really used in, like, to my knowledge, any official yaoi type shit. It's always used in kind of fan fiction, fan art, indulgencies. Indulgencies are, you know, uncommercial manga Manoa stuff stuff like that but that's a completely different conversation different topic for another episode and shit like that and then we also have the ramen the ramen is basically short for salary man and in yaoi it refers to two businessmen 
it's not like a legit genre or anything like that but you know two men two high salary men we clear that up two high salary men that you know kind of fuck around and shit like that you know so yeah already already you must be like what the fuck yes 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 some of these I didn't even know some of these I didn't know I'm literally and let me just say this is still unscripted by the way I'm literally reading this off fandom right now (laughs) it's fucking crazy it's fucking crazy well not necessarily because I used to be a part of this community I still kind of am a little bit but you know yeah I got some recommendations for (laughs) y'all later on okay Okay, 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 okay. All right. So, we're going to get into the different relationship types of the yaoi shonen ai genre, okay? Like I said before, there's semi and u. All right. Now, I briefly stated that the semi is more so like the top, the dom, and stuff like that. But they're also known as the attacker, the more a dominant person. And I know attack is crazy, but just remember that because there's there's a lot of toxicness within the yaoi community, and we're gonna get into that. The next one is the oop, the one I mentioned, the more petite, bottom type. Yeah. Um. The ook is more so docile, the feminine representative in the BL relationship. Um, they're, tech, they're more docile, feminine, graceful, you know, really kind of like, oh no, you know, that, yeah, that, that, that. And I know it's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. We're going to talk about it, but it's just like, you know. Yeah, and then there's also Reba, and it's where the the sub submissive or the sub is actually the dom, and the original dom or top is actually the sub. So, for example, you have a uh, I guess a really masculine man that, you know, would seem as though that they would be, you know, the top or the dom or, you know, whatever in that relationship. And then you'll see the ook who's, who looks like a sub and everything like that, looks really quote unquote docile, feminine features and stuff like that, but they're actually the top. So, you know, it's like a little twist, twist on it. And sometimes with the semi, it's also called tachi or not or ignore the or i don't know why i said that and then with the ook also known as neko <laughs> yes and then ariba is also known as seki and seki just basically means switch for the most part um next in the relationship ties is the soul semi and the soul semi is a guy who can't be anything other than a semi like he's hard down just masculine energy no type of feminine energy at all whatsoever and let me just give a disclaimer of course you know you can be a dude you can be a straight dude or whatever and have both feminine and masculine energies going on nobody's saying that a guy can't be feminine and muscular okay let me just say that as a disclaimer shut the fuck up all right anyway yeah so so send me is someone who is the attacker, the dominant. They can't be a sub at all whatsoever. It's just not in them. They won't do it. It's not in their blood. It's not in their soul. It is literally in the core of their being to be dominant. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> um. Then next we have the Gekko Kojo. Gekko Kujo. Gekko Kujo, excuse me. And, and that basically means lower dominant, upper, and it's basically the semi who socially subordinate to or lower ranking than is ook. Uh, kind of like a kohai senpai type thing where the senpai is actually the bottom 
and the kohai is the top. It's basically just kind of like a social status thing. Like the uk is a higher social status than the um, than the semi or tachi and stuff like that. You know, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the next one is called the wanko nyanko. Wanko nyanko. Um. And that's the type of relationship where the main, uh, mm. okay, yeah, it's the type of relationship between the main pairing, like, there could be other pairings, but the story focuses on, you know, a specific pair, and the top is really devoted, like a dog, like, super loyal, like, like, I don't see nobody else but you at all. You know, it's like a, like a, yeah. And, but the ook is a bit temperamental, or the sub is a bit temperamental and demanding, like a cat. So, dog, wanko, wanko, dog. You know, actually, dog is inu, but you, you know what I mean. That's where the wanko comes in. The wanko is the top. And the nyanko is the bottom. The sundre or the hime, ojo, stuff like that. That's, you know, kind of that dynamic in where those two words or that phrase lines up. So, yeah. <laughs> so, now we're going to get into the different types of tops. We're just going to call them tops instead of semi. Um, I will be using semi, 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 and top, dom, bottom, interchangeably. Same thing with ook, sub, and whatnot. So, yeah. And I'm going to get into my little story about what happened to me <laughs> when I was a food noshi. So, I'm just waiting on it. I just want to educate you guys a little bit. So, with the semi types, there's the kakoe busayo. Yes, that's the cool, reserved, good-looking kind of dude that's a bit aloof and doesn't, like, really talk as much. We love those types of men. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Then the next that we have is Hetare. And they're more so meek, undemanding, kind of wimpy. Um he won't have the nerve to like make the first move and stuff like that um he's the one that's under the control of the sub and whatnot um they're not really aggressive or anything like that like how the top would normally they're the stereotype of a top would be basically then we have the wanko the one that we just talked about the one that's really devoted and determined and you know just fawning over you know, their person, like a puppy or a dog and stuff like that. And, you know, despite the constant rejection, they still kind of pursue that person until, you know, yeah. Um, not gonna lie. That's my favorite thing! <laughs> yes, alright. So, the next. <laughs> I have a problem! So then the next the next one would be the uh, ki, kichiku kichiku um the kichiku is more so the cold cruel sadistic you know they like to torment the sub you know a good example of this would be for those of you who have not read painter in the night painter in the night the i forgot his name it starts with an s but the main top dude in that story that's kind of what he is or or for a better example um what was that one yaoi called um with songwoo i forgot i forgot i forgot what it's called hold on i'm about to look it up let me look it up it was real popular to mm Killing stalking, yes, killing stalking. That is definitely a 
very good example of what a kitiku is. Um, but with Sangwu, he take they the author takes it a bit, you know, kind of over the range. You know, like Sangwu literally torments, you know, Umbum. So it's, it's just like yeah, this <laughs> is fucked up. Um, then we have Mujaki. Mujaki is more so on the innocent side, really inexperienced, high key virgin vibes, really shy, and thought to be the oak or the sub and stuff like that, but they're not. Then we have, last but not least, within the top types, um, it's called Toshishita. Toshishita. And with this type, the top is younger than the sub. Um, it's m- more so seen in gekujo relationships, but you know, from my experience, I don't often see that. So, yeah. Next, we're gonna get into the sub. I feel like I got a burp. Never mind, it didn't come out. Yeah, that thing it was my chest. <laughs> um. No, let's not talk about, oh yeah, the top, not top, sub, subtypes, it's the Tenengeki, they're really straightforward, upbeat, cheerful, the really happy-go-lucky, you know, type, yeah, so for example, um, if you guys have seen Orin Host Club, Honey would kind of be this type if Honey's personality was in a yaoi and stuff like that, you know, it's kind of... Yeah, not how Honey looks, but just the overall personality. The next we have Sasoi. Sasoi is the one that kind of is the one that puts the moves onto the top and stuff. The Sasoi and Hetari are, you know, kind of really popular because the sub is making the moves on the wimpy Hetari. Hitai being the wimpy top and stuff like that so you know yeah because most subs are well seen in the yaoi community most subs are really docile and shit like that but the sasui is a different take on it while the sasui is the one that takes on the dominant um the dominant i guess stereotype and shit like that. And yeah, you guys know what the fuck I mean. Then we have the Ojo. The Ojo is the beautiful, elegant, and strong-willed sub. You know, the princess, basically. Um, they can be really demanding, arrogant, and really expect to be treated like loyalty. Um, most times, they're tsundere. Um, I don't really, me personally, I don't really kind of like these types. Well, from the stories that I've read, they haven't really been good, but it's definitely, nah. <laughs> ah, the next we have the um, Oyaji, and what, I was going to say, who texted my phone? Leave me alone. But the Oyaji is the late 20s type sub. Um, he is older than his more older than his top and stuff like that so you know yeah the most times the top depending on how old the oyaji is the top will normally be like a few years younger i mm, or there may be like a really massive age gap because now that i think about it this kind of reminds me of loveless and for those of you that have not seen loveless that age gap was ridiculous. I mean, it was a good story. I mean, and actually, in hindsight, it actually wasn't a really good story. I just liked it because I was young. Um, I'll probably go back and watch it one day and see if what I remember it to be true. So, um, you know what? I'll probably make that an episode sometime. <laughs> my reaction to Yowies. Oh, my God. <laughs> Then next we have the Hime. Um, the Hime is 
normally, as you know, Hime meaning princess in the yaoi world, the Hime is the one that's always kind of in like a harem and stuff like that. Like there's multiple men or multiple tops going after that one sub. That's just kind of what that is. Then we have the Hebon and it's just a regular, regular sub. Nothing too astonishing or anything like that. Just your average Joe just trying to chill. You know, fuck around and find out. You know, <laughs> then last but not least, we have the Toshi. Toshiyui. Toshiyu. And this one will be older than the top. It's similar to the Oyaji, but it's, it's a little bit different. You can, uh, depending on the author, you know. But most people use that interchangeably. So, you know, it's not really a big deal or anything like that. So, that was the terminology for uh, the Yaoi fandom. How do you guys feel being fed this information? Traumatizing, right? Well, I hope not because it only gets worse. <laughs> oh my god. God. So, let's read the description for the yaoi genre, shall we? <clears throat> yaoi is a term for media created in Japan that focuses on the homoerotic relationships between male characters and has heavy sexual content. It is commonly used as a female-oriented term with regard to the genre demographics, but the genre attracts a range of audience. Okay, you you with me? You with me? You still with me? Hope so, because we're still going. We're still going. All right, just just hold my hand, partner. Just hold my hand, because we gotta see it through. We gotta see it through. As for the world, it's a world. As for the word itself, it stands for yam yamanashi, ochinshan, ochinashi, imanashi, meaning no climax, no point, no meaning. I probably butchered that, but we're going to pretend I didn't. <laughs> Through some fans' understanding, it is as Yamete, Atashi no Oshiru Utai. Translate, stop it, my butt hurts. Yamete, Atashi no Irashiru Utai. Yaoi was basically a parody. Oh, Shonen I. Like I said it before, you know, it's different. There's content in it and whatnot. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it's a parody of Shonen I that was produced in the 70s, 80s, in which people would write sexually explicit fan fiction of manga that were aimed for prepubescent girls. So, you know, that's how I got caught up in there. I was prepubescent. Since... These forms of Shonen Ai mimicked actual Shonen Ai, the action, adventure, and comedy manga marketed towards young boys. It featured mostly male lead characters. In the end, the parody was meant to poke fun of the fact that the new Shonen Ai was hard to understand for its age group. And so, Yaoi focused on the other half of this, also known as all the good guy on guy action. So, yeah. That's your history lesson on Yaoi. Now let's talk about some spicy Yaoi. Alright? Actually, no. We're not going to do that. I'm, I've tortured you guys enough. Let me tell you what happened to me when I was in the Fujoshi. Um, when I was in the, the Yaoi community. When I was but a wee child. And how I got out of it. Alright, so, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you this now. Being a Fujoshi was amazing. It was phenomenal. All my needs were met. There was shit everywhere. The art, fantastic. The stories, okay. Kind of, sort of, overall, in general, you know, it was just, it was just, yeah. You know, as I got older, where I was going through that time of being a yaoi girl or a Fujoshi, you know, I started to become really, really obsessed I don't know at one point, at what point, excuse me, at what point in my life 
in my career of being a fujoshi that I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna give this all up. I'm gonna become a normie. I can't do this anymore. But when I did it, I felt great. But when I got to that point, <sighs> listen, listen. <clears throat> when I was young, um, I was slowly developing an addiction to porn. <laughs> and I <laughs> and it was <laughs> it wasn't okay, so what I was reading, it didn't have any like explicit shit in it or anything like that. Like literally all I read or from what I saw was just like a lot of guys kissing and the kind of assumption that they did it you know it was never really shown in the stories of the things that I read thank god but you know the mind wanders and I was already corrupted by the internet at a very very young age so you know I, I was smart I knew what sex was you know I knew what the fuck that shit was and I knew how it went you know PP JJ, but in the case of two guys, it's PP booty butt cheeks, you know? That's kind of how I saw it, you know? And at one point, it was when, it was around the time that I bought. <laughs> it was around the time that I received my first physical copy of a manhwa not not a manhwa but a manga and it was shonen eye slash yaoi type thing and I read that so much so 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 much it was like wow I, I can't remember what story it was but it was good it was so fucking good but then at some point I was just like I don't know if I can keep doing this I really don't know if I can keep doing this because literally almost, I wouldn't say every day after school, but every other day or like a few times, I would fangirl with my best friend at the time about these yaoi's. I'd be like, oh my God, girl, like, did you see that? Like, I, we would share each other different links to different mangas, different, different shit like that, you know? And I, I even pulled her into Twitter, bro. I pulled her into onto Twitter but this was like in high school stuff like that but around that around that time I was still kind of like into yaoi and stuff like that but I pulled her in I pulled her in bro and I felt so bad well not really because you know I'm a demon it's, it's not really a big deal but you know it's just it's literally like once you're in you're in you don't come out I was one of the few lucky ones that came out, but I'm slowly getting pulled back in, bro. And I don't know when I realized I, w I had a problem, but literally once I realized I had a problem, I literally changed communities. I got away from all the people that... <laughs> okay, so I used to be a part of a lot of groups on when Google Plus was a thing and YouTube RP was a thing. I got a lot of stories to tell y'all. But, you know, I was really into that shit. I was in, I was deep in the communities. I was writing fan fiction about it. Listen, when I say I was writing fan fiction about it, I want to clarify something. I was not writing, you know, any of the R-rated shit, you know, as a minor. No, I wasn't doing that. I was just basically writing, you know, about two dudes falling in love. And then falling out of love. I don't know what it was about me, but I really liked the tragedy of pulling my characters apart and either killing one of them or, I don't know, just some form of tragedy where it literally, yeah, I'm fucked up. I'm a fucked up individual. I understand, okay? But, yeah. <clears throat> and just at some point, I was just like, I'm tired of this. I can't do this anymore. This is just too much. And I didn't realize how cringe I was until I got in a new community. Like. <laughs> I 
my gosh, y'all. I was I was a mess. I was a mess. But, you know, for a couple years I've been on the straight and narrow. I've been reading the heteros, you know. Not gonna lie to you. Some of the shit ah, is so good. It is literally so good. Like my favorite genre to read is reverse harms. Anything that involves Okay, so you know, now I'm not gonna make that comparison. But reverse harms are so fucking good to me. I love them. I love that there's only one female and then like a bunch of guys are trying to get her or she it's so good and comparing it to like its counterpart like the harem or the etchy harms and shit like that like it's it has a lot more sustenance and substance and quality so like you actually like there's actually a story sometimes depending on the show or what you're reading i'm not gonna say all of these don't have stories or they do have stories because that is absolutely not true but the ones that i watch peak comedy not comedy but quality and comedy sometimes you know so i just be like oh my gosh oh my gosh but i feel as though that i've replaced my somewhat obsession with bl with the genre reverse harms because like i bro <laughs> bro when i tell you when i tell you i'm literally obsessed i am literally fucking obsessed okay Guess you can say I'm an advocate for polyandry. Polyandry is basically where there's only one woman and she has like a bunch of husbands or some shit like that's what I want. That's what I want. Okay? That is what I want. But going back to me escaping the BL community, I also want to talk about how toxic it is. Because there was a lot of toxic and concerning things that I saw when I was young and that I'm still seeing now within that community. That community, like, not everybody in that community is bad. Disclaimer, not everybody in that community is bad. There isn't anybody, you know, you know, there's always some bad apples in every single group, in every community. No matter how hard you try to prune it, there's always just going to be that person or, or a couple people, you know. It is what it is. But I also felt as though, even when I was younger, that some of the future sheets were actually kind of crazy. Like, I thought I was, like, obsessed. Nah, bro. I wasn't even close. I wasn't even close. Like, it's really kind of concerning sometimes when I saw or when I see, you know, people, not just women, because gay men read or you know, are into Yaoi as well, because obviously, boy love, duh, but it's really concerning to see people advocate for certain stories, um, we will take killing stalking, for example, um, uh, <laughs> listen, Alright, killing stalking, you know, as a story itself, it's good. I'm not going to read it, though. Uh, I just need a little synopsis, and it's cool, whatever. It's, it's chill. It's a very, from what I saw in the certain chapters that I read, it's entertaining. Uh, but, 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 people tend to take characters a little bit too far and I'm not talking about the author I'm talking about like the fans of the story and stuff like that like there's a thing in most yaoi stories that there's always some form of abuse going on within the story and I think that's kind of something that I've noticed and I've kind of like that kind of pushed me out of that because it was always the sub getting tortured getting the r word you know r-a-p-e you know yeah and it's it was never really like you know like a you know what i mean like a decent story like it's always just something that was fucked up either the age gap was really really fucking huge the somebody was getting abused somebody was getting r word somebody was you know, it, it just wasn't, like, a really good match. Now, don't, 
Dis- disclaimer again not all stories are like this a majority are a majority are i'm not gonna hold you a majority are but not all of them are like this but it is definitely very popular or definitely a common occurrence to look at one of these bls and see something like that you know and and this also in like reverse harms or in um isekai isekai basically <laughs> um you know there, there's always going to be some type of obstacles or obstacles in a story just in general but i feel as though as a former fujishi that the <laughs> the obstacles were definitely always constant like these weren't obstacles these were um these were issues these, these were issues it i'm not saying that the yaoi community advocates for abuse at all whatsoever that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is that there are i feel as though that there are too many abusive yaoi stories whether it be physical abuse emotional abuse mental abuse you know whatever it's always a lot of it and you know for every bad story there's a good story for every story that has abuse there's some that don't (laughs) but you know yeah and then it's like a it's like a common thing that the top or the semi doesn't know what consent is you know that's 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 a weird thing too like you know it Going back to what I said about the semi, let's go back. The attacker. That's what I mean, y'all. Like the top will literally attack the bottom, bro. Like it's like a it's like Omega Verse type thing. And in the Omega Verse uh, that's ooh. Well I'm not gonna get into talking about the Omega Verse, okay? That's that's gonna be something different. But if Yeah No, I'm not gonna do it. But it's just like a animalistic type thing sometimes in certain stories where the top when I say attack I mean attack (laughs) oh my gosh bro and it's it's something that can be kind of unsettling sometimes because a lot of the popular some of the popular yaoi's or BL's like have that have that where well most of them will mainly have the no consent type thing where the top does not know what consent is like the top won't like abuse or beat bruise or you know anything like that to the sub but they definitely won't respect the subs wishes or space or anything like that they get like really obsessive and it's and people fanned over that and i'm just like i understand it like don't get me wrong i understand it i get it but there's a line sometimes and i feel like some people don't really see that line or they kind of like blur things into it and stuff like that and it's just like ooh, um okay i guess i, I really don't agree but you sure yeah absolutely that's totally fine not really though but yeah <laughs> and i feel like it's just that part of the yaoi community that kind of makes it look really really bad or it makes people feel embarrassed to be a part of the community sometimes like when someone says oh yeah i like yaoi or i like bl they'll be like hmm they'll look at them like kind of cringe because the community itself is cringe you know that's why i would never i even when i was young i would not openly admit that i was a future because i knew how cringe and kind of crazy that community was in general from the things that i just saw i was a very observant child when i was younger and it's just like you know uh i don't think i'm gonna be a part of this anymore Uh, you know (laughs) You know, it's just like a, it's just, eh, that's, that's literally the best way I can 
put it for the most part. And let's not, let's actually, let's talk about how obsessive some of the fans of these stories can be when it comes to, you know, their favorite characters. And this isn't something that is just solely within the Yaoi fandom. This also goes outward to different communities and different genres and shit like that. There's always going to be people who are very protective of certain characters or certain stories and things like that. You know, it's a different topic for a different day, but I'm just focusing on the Yaoi perspective. Um, or the Yaoi community, excuse me. When I say these girls and some of these dudes are obsessed, they are obsessed. They will literally cuss you out for saying something bad about their semi or their oop and shit like that. And I'd just be like, bro, chill the fuck out for the love of everything that is holy. Like, oh my God. You know what I mean? And then even sometimes they will, like, there's nothing wrong with fangirling over Yowie. There's nothing wrong with fangirling over certain characters or fanboying over certain characters and shit like that. Like, that's not a problem. The problem is the obsession. The feeling, the entitlement feeling of, like, you're entitled to these characters or to the point where it looks as though or it feels as though that you're fetishizing you know these characters or anything like that like yaoi was originally made for women written by women you know i'm not saying that you know yaoi is only supposed to be towards women but i'm talking about you know like a generalizing of when i'm using feminine terms like fangirl and shit like that and just women in general yeah, of course, men are also involved in this as well. However, you know, yeah, like there are some women who are within the community. They fetishize the genre. They fetishize the characters. And that shit leaks from the a fictional standpoint to real life. Like there are legit bitches out here who in their mind will pair two real guys with each other and both of the guys are straight. Like, that is so weird. It's It makes people uncomfortable and it makes... It is... In it, that's what makes being a Fujoshi so hard. Like, <laughs> they make us seem crazy. Us? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not a part of this. I'm not a Fujoshi anymore. I don't claim to be. I don't. We're not going to web. Nope. We are not getting back into this. Nope. I am just a connoisseur of. I don't know. I don't know. I just know that I'm not a Fujushi. But yeah. That that in itself. The obsessive part. And the fetishization. Is something that seems to be like really common. Or something that is more so seen from the Fujoshi community that makes the Fujoshi community look bad. Like, there's probably not a lot of them, but it's just the fact that they're so loud and wrong. They've kind of become the face of the Fujoshi community. And I feel as though that it's something that needs to be talked about because, like, what the fuck? Um, Hello? Like, I just, I can't, I can't sometimes, I can't sometimes, but slowly gotten back into it, I'm not gonna hold you. The only yaoi that I've been reading so far is Painter of the Night, and the only reason why I've been reading it is because the art is good, and that's literally it, that's literally it, like, the art is so good, <laughs> and I want to see character development, I'm invested in it, I'm invested in it. I want to see, I, I want to see the main characters evolve. Like, you know, yeah. 
Oh my gosh, I cannot believe. I feel so embarrassed talking about my Fujoshi past. Like, it wasn't that bad, but it's just the simple fact that I was a Fujoshi that makes it cringe. Like, oh my gosh, I can't. Huh. And then the fact that my first Yaoi was Crimson Spell. Like, let me, let me look up some of the art. I feel like, like, it looks good. Like, ah! Wait, I don't think I've ever finished it though. Hold on. I don't think I've ever read the other uh the other volumes. Actually, I think I did. Oh no, I don't think Whoa, they had a threesome? Hold on, wait a second. This shit got my skin. I really don't remember this. Actually, hold on. I might yo, listen. Listen. Listen, 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 listen. Yeah, I don't remember there being a threesome ever. Hold on. Bro. Ah! <clears throat> okay. <laughs> mm, all right. Okay, all right. Let me just exit out of this. I don't need to be getting riled up right now. So, yeah, but, um, if you ever want to, uh, you know, get into the genre and, you know, find a decent yaoi that isn't, you know, too bad, I would say read yours to claim. I've been reading that on and off a little bit, you know, partially here, partially there, um, basically, uh, <laughs> um, you know what, I'm just, I'm not gonna say anything. Yours to Claim is good. Read it. It's a manhwa, not a manga, so it's colored. That sounds wrong. It, it's a manhwa from Korea. Manhwa is Korean manga, or Korean comics, and everything is in color. If you want to read it, you can read it. If you don't. You know, but now you know some yaoi terminology, and you now know that I used to be a dirty fujushi. You see how close we're becoming with this podcast? Uh, I'm not sure if I like it or not, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I have a lot of different stories to tell you guys, and a lot of different things I want to talk about. So, that being said, I hope you're ready for the next episode because... Um, I don't know when that's going to come out. <laughs> it could come out within a month. It could come out next month. It could come out within two days. It can come out within three days. It can come out the next day. I don't know. But just know that it's coming out. Now, I don't know what I was going to say. Anyway, oh, no, never mind. Don't remember what I was going to say. I will see you guys later. Ka-chow. What the fuck? <laughs>